It's the Prentice Alsa Heating and Air Coach's Corner, fueled by Chick-fil-A and Donut Country on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com, and our iPhone and Android apps. This portion of the show is brought to you by Loveless Fine Photography, Jay Mullins Jewelry, Carpets by Osborne, and Chick-fil-A. Welcome back. We're back on the Prentice Allsup Heating and Air Coaches Corner, fueled by Chick-fil-A and Donut Country. We just talked to Eagleville Boys head coach David McLaren, and now we're moving to the girls' side and Coach Chris Lynch. How's the Lynch family this morning, Coach? Doing really good. Thank you, Chris. All right, good. Big win last night, 74-31 over STEM Academy. Coach, that was just a weird matchup last night because of the games they've played. It was when you – you know they had five, they had our metro team and they had played five games, so it's really hard to gauge what they really do. And they had two very athletic six foot twins. One was a post player, one was the point guard, and you know, of course, watch film on them, but you can't gauge how athletic someone is until you really get them on the court. And number twenty three was. Uh, she was very athletic. She could get a rebound, and the next thing you know, she's getting a rebound. So, um, well, she uh, very left-handed, but you it was like she was so fast you couldn't really get to her left-handed side. We even tried, uh, you know, double-teaming and sometimes triple-teaming. We wanted the game fast because we felt like they were not very deep and could maybe get them tired or maybe into some foul trouble. But, um, yeah, she was very tough to handle. Well, you must have got the pace going pretty good, Coach, because that was, 74 was the high point of y'all's season as far as scoring. It was. We we usually don't play that type of defense, but we we did a bunch of man press, and we were kind of getting two possessions to one. So, um, for a while it was backfiring because we weren't scoring. They had a lead in the first quarter. It was probably about 10 to 6. And was starting to kind of wander a little bit. And then they kind of got a foul or two here or there. When they got into a little bit of foul trouble, when it really helped us a lot, we were playing. I was rotating two sets of five in. And in the first quarter, we were down. And I, I took the first five out, put uh, five more in. And Shelby Mooneyham went on a uh, – she, she went on a scoring spree, I guess you'd call it. I'm pretty sure she scored 13 straight points all in the third quarter in about a three-minute span. She hit three threes, uh, got a steal in the layup, and then we got a couple other steals, and and she was ahead, and they threw it to her for um, a layup. So uh, she had a really good quarter, and uh, that, that kind of opened it up for us. And then we went into halftime – with about, I think it was 41 to 22 lead. So then the third third quarter came out. We went on another good little run. They got into foul trouble. And they got a couple of technical fouls. And then the coach got one. So we, we shot six straight free throws. And I put eighth grader Brindley Bain on the line to shoot those. And she missed her first one. And I thought, well, maybe I shouldn't have, shouldn't have picked her to do this. I feel like she's a great shooter, and then she hit her next five. So it uh, made me feel a little better about that call. She ended up being our leading scorer with 14, and 
Shelby Mooneyham was our second leading scorer with 13. So uh, got a lot of contribution from our younger girls. And, you know, it, it was one of those nights where everybody had played by the third quarter or end of the third quarter. And we, uh, you know, everybody on the roster scored uh, except for maybe two. So it was one of those nights where everybody got to contribute on the floor. Everybody contributes in all the games by getting us ready and those type of things. But sometimes they don't get rewarded with court time. So when we have a game like that, when everybody can get in the game and not only get in the game, but contribute and score is uh, a good night. Well, and that's just, that's just makes it fun, coach. You know, you work so hard all year and, you know, just y'all are almost the boys and the girls are almost mirror images of each other. You look at uh, November, December, kind of a rough start. You come back after Christmas break. You get on a roll, uh, which is what you want as a coach. You're you're rolling. You get into the first round. You beat a STEM academy, and now you got to turn around and face a Fayetteville team, which is very familiar to you guys. To a Fayetteville team that won by seventy six last night, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um. Y'all, I, I the district, they, the I don't district. know if it was 76, but it seemed – somebody had texted me, and it was a very, very large margin for a 4-1 matchup on the road. That's that's pretty impressive. The district, y'all put a hurting on the, on the other district for sure last night. So, all right, let, let me keep it straight. So, Fayetteville versus you guys, Monday at 7, where? Eagleville. All right, so you get to host again, so that's a positive. Yes. And then, of course, all right, looking at Fayetteville, all right, you've matched up with them a couple times this year. Uh, it seems to be a favorable matchup, but you hate you hate after a while seeing the same people, don't you, Coach? Well, you do, um, but kind of we're not really seeing the same Fayetteville because the first time they came to Eagleville, they had four girls quarantined and four starters. Uh, they had about seven quarantined, but four starters, and uh, they played us really well. And then we went to Fayetteville, and that game was very close. And they started fouling at the end, and we we hit, uh, I want to say, 22 free throws in the fourth quarter. So we were hitting our free throws, which made the score look a little better than it was. But it was a very tight game. And Fayetteville City is very good. They have a 6'4 post player that can run the floor. She's going to Arkansas, uh, Little Rock, to play. And, you know, very athletic, very long. And then they have a bruising-type post player that is very physical they have a point guard that's very good with the ball and they have a quick guard that reminds me a little bit of the girl last night but she's not six foot she's about five foot so that helps a little bit but she's blazing quick then they have a couple of other girls that are just spot up shooters and then they have a girl that's just a utility girl that's really long that ended up making the all-season team and she she's very good defensively. She can rebound. She can score around the basket. So they have a lot of pieces that um, make them a very good team. So it's a scary matchup. But for the second round of a region, you're going to have a good team. And, you know, it seems like if it would have followed suit with the last three years or the last couple of years, we would have probably met more counties. Because we played them four times two years ago, four times last year. We played them three times this year. But then they got in the other side of the bracket. So it was kind of like not relieved. <clears throat> it's just 
you know, nice to not have to play them 12 times in three years. Cause, uh, so it's almost like a fresh matchup, even though we've already played uh, Fayetteville twice. Right. So you've got you guys against Fayetteville on Monday. In the opposite bracket, you've got Huntland playing Moore County on Monday night uh, with the region championship set for Wednesday. And, uh, you know, so you've talked a little bit about trying – we're going to try to get to Wednesday. You've talked about playing a lot of people, a lot of young people. Most teams, especially single-A teams, Coach, don't throw 10 players rotating on the floor. Well, um, you know, I feel like when you have when you have young girls, the only way they're going to get better is if you're going to play them. And I know if you've kept up with just a little bit, I know you have, uh, with our middle school the last couple of years, they have been outstanding. And it's not like you're just bringing up an eighth grader that hasn't had success. These girls have won ball games, and they know how to win games. So, and it's also a different style. Like most of the year, we played two, three, and we we slow it down, and we're big inside. Very good rebounding team. And then you you we also can go a different way, and we can put basically five guards on the floor. And we can press you, and we can do a lot of things with five guards. And it's very hard to guard. It's hard to guard us. Um, you know, we have some athletic fours that <coughs> excuse me, that can guard the other team's post player. So um, it, it, it's nice to have some new energy, and they get along really well. And it's all – and then like last night, it was just a fun scene. All the parents are into it. The players are into it. I saw somebody post on Twitter uh, the reaction of the bench, and it said something like, you can tell a lot about the team by the energy on the bench. And somebody had hit a three, and everybody's jumped up, you know, with their hand in the air. And uh, that stuff's just fun to see. Well, I think COVID's done that to us. If you watch the college sports where they have nobody in the stands and then the limited numbers of, of people in the stands, even at the high school level. So, I mean, I think the kids have learned to really pick up being cheerleaders too on the sideline. And, you know, Coach, I mentioned with Coach McLaren the specialness of being Eagleville, a K-12 school, and, you know, trying to get your program where you want it to be. And you're right. I've followed Eagleville for 30 years. And what y'all want is that kid coming into kindergarten, working the way through 12th grade, watch them play middle school ball, get old enough, they get into high school, and they've seen those kids walk the halls, it's their turn, and now it's their turn to play. Yeah, and, you know, I, I don't think it stops there. Uh, you know, we have a lot of alumni come to the games. We have great community support. And this year, at the beginning of the year, Mr. Pedigo, our new principal, who's done a great job, he, he had a faculty meeting and stood everyone up. And, of course, we were socially distanced. And um, he said, if you graduated from Eagleville, stand up. So we all got up in a line, and I forgot it. It may have been, uh, I want to say, 25 of our faculty graduated from Eagleville. So not only is it just from kindergarten to 12th grade, it's a lifetime. So it is something pretty special. It is. It is. We're joined again this morning with Coach Chris Lynch of the Eagleville Eagles. They're back in action. They're going to be playing Monday night, 7 o'clock, at Eagleville. If you've not seen the Lady Eagles 
play. You might get a chance to get out there Monday night and see him. Coach, want to wish you the best of luck against Fayetteville. Hope you get to Wednesday. Keep the ball rolling and uh, keep the fun going. That sounds like a plan to me. It does. Sounds like a plan. Let's just keep that plan going because I know there's, like you said, there's a lot of people in the area that when Eagleville's playing well, it's like it's just so much good spirit, not just inside the school, but just the whole community. Yeah, that's right. All right. Coach, thanks for joining us this morning. And again, good luck. Have a great Saturday and a great week next week. Okay. You too. All right. Appreciate it, Coach Lynch. Don't let concerns about today's events derail.